and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. If you're a mom trying to show the love of Jesus to your family, but the clutter in your home keeps you overwhelmed and frustrated, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, you will hear easy step-by-step tips to declutter and create systems so you can keep your home organized and finally walk in the peace God has promised you. Need some accountability? I've got you covered there too. Join the Accountability Club, a community of like-minded mamas decluttering and systemizing our homes together. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome to the show. In today's episode, we are diving into executive function number six, which is self-monitoring. This is our ability to observe ourselves, to observe our current state and identify what needs to be done to make improvements. Often we are making poor choices and sometimes we don't know to stop, to take an evaluation, and see what's going on that's causing us to make these poor choices over and over and over again. So I wanna share with you how you can improve your ability to monitor yourself, give you some simple strategies, as well as share with you what is what does it actually look like to monitor yourself. Now, I will warn you, this is not the most thrilling or exciting executive function to discuss and to dive into. However, it is one of the most important ones because to to really change yourself, you need to know what the problem is to begin with. You need to be able to evaluate the issues, to know what next steps to take and to actually follow through, okay? So it, it really is important to know how to monitor yourself, how to regulate yourself and to know what changes need to be made. So let me give you some examples of self monitoring One of them might be you recognize that you feel lost when systems and organization are unclear in your home. You might have the ability to, or you might lack the ability to notice clutter and mess in your home. This is what we call clutter blindness. You might recognize that you have bad unhealthy or addictive habits like picking up your phone all the time and procrastination. Procrastination is a bad habit. Well, it's not necessarily a bad habit, but it is an unhealthy habit. It keeps you from getting things done and being productive. Something else is feeling imbalanced when you're neglecting your personal self-care. Are you aware of that? Can you feel that? and and know that you can pinpoint that that's what's going on in your life and why things feel chaotic. Understanding what you want, but not necessarily knowing how to get it. You know you want change. You know you want things to be different, but you might not necessarily know what it's going to take to achieve something different or to achieve change in your life. And then also another example is your ability to know what your family needs 
to be able to thrive? Is that something that you're aware of and that you can think through and evaluate and come up with a plan? Okay. So these are just examples of self-monitoring. Now I'm going to share with you six simple strategies to practice self-monitoring and self-evaluation. Okay. So number one is simply by keeping a journal, just keeping a journal where you can record your thoughts. Your ability to self-reflect is a, a, is a great skill to think back on your day, what worked, what didn't work. Even if you want to journal every once in a while and just take inventory of a current situation that's going on. Okay. So something that you might, you might use this framework. So answer the question, what is currently on my mind? What is working in this area that is currently in on my mind? So if I'm frustrated with my morning routine, I would write down our, our morning routine feels chaotic. Okay, what is working about your morning routine? Then the next question you would ask is what is not working with our morning routine? And then the last thing that I like to do when I'm journaling is what are my next steps? They might not be what I consider to be the right steps, but it's just the next steps that I'm going to take so that I have some clarity in what my next action is going to be. What am I walking away from my time journaling and what I'm going to take from it and what I'm going to do next? Another strategy is planning and goal setting. Okay. So Something as simple as picking a word for the year. This is my easy way of planning. I pick a word for the year, right? An overall focus. If say I live, say I live another 20 years, uh, hopefully I will. And say I have, I focus on one thing that I want to improve in, in the next 20 years, one area each year. That's 20 areas that I can improve in. Okay. So then I pick a word for the year. Then each quarter, I pick a quarterly goal. What is one habit I want to establish? What is one thing that I want to improve on? So you have your overall umbrella for the year, which is your word, and then just break things down into quarters. Okay. So the, when I, the, the year that I first started doing this, which was last year, my first quarter goal was that I wanted to be off my phone more and I wanted to read more fiction books. Last year, I ended up reading like 36 books. I've never been able to do that. But when I planned it out and I set the goal, I gave myself a simple focus for just that quarter. Well, it turned into, I, I developed the habit and I took that throughout the entire year and was able to read a lot more books. Okay. So picking an overall umbrella word for the year, then breaking down your goals into quarters, like for instance, this quarter, I am working on practicing the piano and learning basic piano skills. I want to be able to just beautifully play the piano however I see fit, right? So breaking those down into quarterly goals and then breaking it down even smaller into monthly goals. So for your monthly goals, I would choose something that's really easy to achieve. So say you want to declutter your pantry. I just got off a, a call with a client and I was helping her organize and declutter her pantry and basically all of her, her storage in her, her, um, 
in her kitchen. We started with the pantry and that led into a utility closet and that led into an appliance cabinet that we were working through and organizing together, okay? So those goals, your monthly goals, are a little bit easier to achieve. So strategy number two is planning, sitting down, giving yourself time to plan, and goal setting having a system for setting goals. And I gave you a really simple system. Start with a word for the year, then pick your quarterly goal that you want to focus on, and then pick your monthly goal that you can focus on. Strategy number three is making to-do lists. Now, there are a lot of productivity experts out there that that will say, don't use to-do lists. I love a to-do list. I love changing my to-do list and updating it every single day. So I will recommend though, starting with setting up your reset routines. I love resets. I like daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly resets. And I would come up with three things for each of those benchmarks that you want to reset. So what three things can you reset every evening before you go to bed that is going to set you up for a better tomorrow? What three things can you reset every weekend that's going to set you up for a better week the following week? The same goes with the month as well as the year. So set up your reset routines. Then I want you to practice keeping a daily to-do list. I base my daily to-do list off of my digital calendar, my digital family calendar that I have. And I share it. I pull up every morning. I have this ritual that I pull up my family calendar I on my phone and I look at what events or what schedule or what um, appointments that I have for the day. If I have any coaching calls, if I have anything with my kids sports or anything like that with their school. And then I create a daily itinerary. Okay. So it's, it's, more so in a daily itinerary than a to-do list. However, my to-dos are put in that daily itinerary. And please, 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 if you are going to make to-do lists, make make to-do lists that you can actually achieve and check off. (laughs) Don't overwhelm yourself. This is something that I face with my clients. They will they will create like time blocks and they will fill up. They will like write out every single thing that they're doing in their time blocks and in their to-do list. That's fine if you need like a step-by-step play-by-play of the day. However, I like to just put the bare minimum. Y'all know I love my bare minimum three. I like to put my bare minimum and I, and I've really simplified my life that I don't want more than I, than I actually need to survive. And so really just cut back on things, simplify your life, and your to-do list will be simplified as well. All right, strategy number four is tracking new habits by using charts. This is a great way to use, to monitor yourself and and improve yourself. And if you are a chart person, these habit tracking charts are going to be great for you. I And I kind of go back and forth as far as sometimes I use charts, sometimes I don't use charts. I don't want something to become mundane. So when I really want to heavy focus heavy on developing a new habit, then I will use a chart in the planner that I use, which is the at a glance calendar, um, the harmony edition in that calendar, it has a place where I can track my 
habit that I'm working on. So for instance, last year I was working on the habit of walking 10,000 steps a day. And so I would write down in my planner and I would do my nightly ritual of looking over my planner and I would bubble in uh, that I walked 10,000 steps that day. And so if you are a person who is driven by charts um, and you like accountability that way, then look up some habit tracking charts. Focus on one habit at a time, friends. I, I cannot stress this enough. You cannot take on more than you can physically and have the capacity to do. That's why I say, if you want to put a new system or a new habit in place in your life, you have to declutter. You have to weed out the physical clutter, the mental clutter, the emotional clutter. You have to make room for something new in your life. That's why y'all are so over. Oh, we, I should say we, that's why we get overwhelmed is we keep adding and adding and adding. And just like the cup that I always talk about, when you keep adding water to the cup, it's eventually going to overflow. And so if you keep adding more to your home, if you keep adding more to your schedule, if you keep adding more responsibilities to your life, you're going to experience overwhelm. So before you take on a new habit, or take on a new routine in your in your home, declutter. Declutter physically or mentally, all right? Number five, strategy number five is using timers. This is a great way to monitor yourself. If you find that you spend a lot of time getting tasks done, use a timer to work that muscle of doing things a little bit faster, okay? I, I love using either digital timers or timers on my watch or on my phone. I also like um, visual timers and I a visual timer, which I will put it in the blog if you would like to see it. A visual timer is just like a, a little timer that is colored and when you turn the knob, you can actually see, physically see how much time you have to do something. So if you think a physical timer or a visual timer would help you, try it out. Number six, is the last one and probably my favorite (laughs) is working with a coach or a supervisor. Okay. Now a supervisor is someone who would supervise you at work, or if you're doing a task, like say at your church, you have somebody overseeing that, but in our home, we don't have that type of accountability or that type of assistance. We're doing life. We're supposed to be quote unquote adulting. And sometimes it's just hard. It's hard to hold yourself accountable. So that's why I offer the service of coaching people in the areas of decluttering their home and setting up systems and getting their life and their home more organized. So of course, if you need that kind of help, then either you can work with me one-on-one. If you like more of more handholding, a more of a personal touch, then click the link below and schedule consultation with me. Or you can hop in the accountability club and do it in a group. I offer two coaching sessions a month as well as a as well as a decluttering and organizing course each and every month. We have one focus for the month and we dive in deep. We cover whatever area it is in our home that we're trying to declutter, systemize, and organize. And then I do two coaching sessions on that topic. However, if you have a question outside of the topic we're covering for the month, you are free to bring that to the discussion in the coaching call. So it's a great opportunity to get coached at a really affordable price. However, like I said, if you want to be coached one-on-one, 
you can do that with me as well. All right, let's go back over those six strategies for monitoring ourself. Number one, keeping a journal and give yourself grace, friends. You do not have to journal every single day. If it's been a year, oh well, grab your journal and get back to it. It doesn't have to be completely consistent. Use your journal to serve you instead of you serving your journal. Number two, practice planning and goal setting. And I gave you a simple framework for setting goals for yourself. Number three, consistently use a to-do list or a daily itinerary. Now, I will give you some examples on the blog post of what my daily itinerary looks like. I put it right in my notes app on my phone. I will say that creating a good framework for your daily itinerary is key. Number four, track your habits with charts. And like I said, focus on training one habit or establishing one habit at a time. Number five, use timers. Use timers to your advantage. Help yourself get faster at doing your chores. Y'all, I am in a good book right now and I want to finish all the tasks in my kitchen so that I can actually go sit down and read my book. Okay. So instead of leaving it undone, do it get it done faster, use a timer to practice speeding up how much time it's taking you to do things. Y'all, we waste a lot of time. We waste a lot of time. We'll pick up our phone and scroll Facebook a little bit. And my husband's like, you've been in here for like two hours cleaning the kitchen. What's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Y'all, we need to be able to like use our timers to make us um, get a little bit faster at our chores, right? Okay, and number six, which is my favorite, and of course, I would love to meet you, get to know you better, get to know your situation better, and work with you as your coach. Or you can dive into the Accountability Club. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you right here next week on the Habits and Home Show. Hey, friend, before you go, I wanted to tell you more about the Accountability Club. Each month, we'll tackle a new space in our homes and work together to declutter and set up systems so we can easily maintain order without getting overwhelmed. You'll get a new decluttering tutorial each month, the coaching and accountability you need to actually follow through, and encouragement without judgment from other Christian moms in a safe environment. And guess what? The entire club is off of social media. So you don't have to worry about distractions the world may throw at you. Sweet friend, if you're feeling stuck in your decluttering journey, this is the place for you. Click the link below to try out the Accountability Club and start decluttering today.